0: Here we go, or Podcast. Papa Lizio, you Lizio, you are a busy man, and you took some time out of your day before traveling to come sit and talk to little old me and Joel Shaw, and I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. You bet. Same here. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start this off with a bang. You ready for this? Oh, I can only imagine what you're going to start it with. Why won't Kale duel you guys? Oh. <laughs> you
1: you really came out guns blazing huh
0: <laughs> why won't he, why won't count duel you guys it drives me bananas it drives me bananas
1: hey every coach has their you know philosophy on what makes their program what it is we respect them tremendously and if we ever get the opportunity you know we'd be up for it obviously we would like to wrestle really good competition and the duels is a huge platform uh especially for programs like us that are still you know building and trying to showcase what our guys are about Mm. and it would be really healthy if we can you know not just penn state just the best teams in the country which fortunately this year we we've got some really good duels and they're going to be in reynolds some of them are in neutral site so
0: like what well i know oklahoma state was was going to be overseas but now it's back here is that correct it's back at nc state
1: yeah we're we are scheduled to do a home and away with them which reynolds will be on fire when oklahoma state comes to town but that's exciting man neutral sites uh we do get a chance to wrestle ohio state who's obviously one of the better teams in the country right now as far as dual meets Mm -hmm. that'll be a good one cornell you got obviously a great team there that'll be in Mm -hmm. And then obviously, yeah. the AC schedule. So, we're not lacking uh, good duels, that's for sure.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com No I get it and, and but but here's the thing you said it best when you said every coach has their own philosophy on what makes their team great Yeah and it and um it seems to me like Kale and the, and, and again we're just we're, I don't want to just choose to call out kale right or or penn state but they've built their their they've structured their team around winning ncaa wrestling tournaments right like and that makes sense a lot of makes sense yeah that makes sense and they've done that quite well um but but i think collectively we've all agreed that that if we want to draw more attention to the sport we have to we really have to sell dual meets um what do you and 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 again? You've kind of built your team to like be from from twenty five to heavy, a, a yes. solid team. So to, to, to a solid dual meet team. Do you ever want to go against that? Just to like, hey man, I got to win national titles too. You yeah. know, does does it ever kind of cross your mind like, oh crap, man? Like, yeah, we built a great dual meet team, but I got to win this tournament the obviously until they change the format that's the
1: the way you got to do it but for us it's, it's helped a lot to build the fan base and I think as you're building a program that not you know historically 10 years ago a lot of people weren't following NC State so we knew that was a good roadmap to get fans and people involved within our whole community it's it's had a lot of success doing so but yeah right now obviously the focus comes down and, and it's a strange format that we do. We wrestle dual meets basically all year. There are a couple tournaments here and there, and there's a lot of talk and hype on the dual meets. And then the most important competition of the year switches back over to an individual tournament. So it's, and, it's and indi-
0: not only that though, like if we, if we talk about it, let's be honest about it, right? Not only is it switched back over to an individual tournament, it switches back over to an individual individual tournament that is just simply not duplicated the rest of the year. No, We don't have a, a three-day event no. with three-way. It just doesn't exist. Why do we hold this in such a, I don't know, a, a unique kind of uh, thing? I don't, well, I don't get it.
1: You know, I think in due time, we're going to see how important TV revenue is and viewership. And if you look at women's basketball right now, they're crushing it and they've getting prime time ESPN and different formats to promote their sport. And that's because it's, their format stays the way it is all year and week to week, you know, NC state just beat UConn on women's basketball. It was, a, it was a huge deal for NC state women's basketball and it has implications on probably the rest of the year because it's a week to week, just like football, you know, if it, yeah team right now in the top 10 takes a loss. There's a chance they're not in the college playoffs. So yeah. I think, we, you know, we got to get the right people to make those decisions. But we've been fighting that for years.
0: In the meantime, yeah. we just keep trying to get better as a program. Yeah. Okay. Um. One of the things that you have done exceptionally well over the last, I don't know, decade or so, is identifying athletes that fit into your program correct do you have a checklist of like that you go over with your assistant coaches of things like okay he's got to have this he's got to have that and if so like what are the top two or three things on that checklist well i think
1: What our staff does a really good job at is when we're recruiting someone, we really lay out our expectations. And I think that defines the type of kid that will attract us. And when we get those kids, the success rate happens a lot sooner than later without fighting the system and buying in. And when you get true buy-in from day one, the development is so much quicker and so that's something that we've worked really hard at is finding kids that you know have a lot of discipline outside the wrestling room and it takes away the distractions first of all the academic standard you know we preach pretty hard we hold guys accountable and so when you don't have stress with the academics because you're already dealing with a pretty good student we can really zone in and focus on the technique of wrestling and then we can really break down the training. And I, I I think that's what you're seeing right now with our program is, you know, we'll sometimes miss out. Don't get the number one,
0: two, three, four, five guy at that weight coming out of high school. Yeah, but if if you get them to perform immediately, what does it matter, right? Yeah. Like, that's important. Well, that's where the development
1: comes into play because you get a kid that's really serious about the sport of wrestling. Like, you know what that is. You, you are a diehard wrestling Junkie, we'll say it mm-hmm. in a positive way. Yeah, so yeah. imagine you coming in and, and loving wrestling and want to study it the way that you do. And now you get to compete and you get to kind of train and you get to have a lot of say in your training because we, we give guys a lot of freedom here and mm-hmm. they get a lot of say in what kind of training that they do and how they do it. And we're pretty open minded when it comes to that. But at the end of the day, we're all on the same page when it comes to the expectations, accountability and then the the lifestyle outside the room i think we make a lot of ground because of that and we utilize the 24 hours a day and that's that's how we are able to you know
0: get guys to where they're at in a in a pretty quick fashion what okay so then that's the 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 kind of first couple lines of the checklist yeah let's say they kind of fit some of the criteria even like even the lifestyle stuff, right? And we know what we're talking about. We, we we don't want kids coming in and, and partying because it just it's a big distraction. Um and and if we're gonna be honest, in 2023, 2024, it's really difficult to compete at an NCAA level, a real high NCAA level, if you're if you're out boozing every night, it just <laughs> is. Um yeah. so let's call it what it is, right? But but let's say they kind of they make it past those checklists, right? They have their grades in order. They have their lifestyle in order. Wrestling is an absolute priority in their lives. What are some you st- that that still leaves a good chunk of the country, right? But yeah. you still have to whittle out some some of the guys that maybe just don't fit in your program. So, what is a like? It, let's say they have the major stuff in place. What's like a major red flag for you? Like, oh crap, man, his. This is good. Well, this is not good.
1: We like guys that like to compete and don't shy away from competition. So, if we're cherry picking our competitions throughout the year, I, to me that's something that might not work with us because we want guys that want to compete. They're not afraid to compete. They're willing to put it on the line week to week. They're they know if we have a tough competition coming up, they're they're not making excuses of why they can't be in that competition it's more what do i got to do to get
0: ready for that competition and can i can i I stop you there i'm sorry can i stop you right there because it's funny that you say that because that that those excuses this uh they they sometimes to an untrained ear sound like oh well the kid's you know he's a little bit banged up or or yeah he just wrestled and he doesn't want to cut the weight. So what is that what do they tell you? What is the Let's call it what it is. What's the bullshit that they feed you that that they think they're getting over on you but in actuality they don't want to they don't want to wrestle.
1: I mean it's the common injury, this sprain, that sprain. I was sick, you know, and that's one thing I think our guys pride them. I don't have to manage a guy and be like, "Hey, or motivate should i say a guy that you got to compete this week that i mean guys are fighting me in our lineup you know we're wrestling some inexperienced teams early in the year and i try to throw out some inexperienced guys that you know can get mat time and i got my starters that are fighting me telling me you're not you're not holding me out like i'm i'm wrestling you know and one of our better guys we were wrestling at uh fort liberty and he was like why can't I wrestle? And I was like, well, let's, let's give so-and-so some extra man time. He's like, why? He's going to pin the guy anyways. Let me be the guy that goes out there and pin the guy, you know? And it's just like that kind of mentality where guys are fighting to go out and compete. You look at Trent this weekend, he's wrestling tonight, and then he's going to wake up, go down to New York city and wrestle into Bill Farrell. And that's, I think that stuff's contagious within a program. You can get the opposite of that where guys, we got to weigh in the next day. And if a guy's complaining that we got to weigh in back-to-back weigh-ins, I mean that to me is a red flag. Like Man. we know what we signed up to do. We're this a pretty a blue. Job, but, yeah, yeah, we're a pretty blue-collar team, and I think that you know that's hard to find now in the era we're in. And that's, I think, why the guys operate and function the way they do. And when you see them compete, they wrestle really hard, and they're going to do everything they can to try to to win and compete at their best. But it's fun to be around that old school. I, I like to say we have an old school mentality and it, yeah, it gets really hard to find it. that. Yeah. And the way they train, you know, when we're, we're in that room, I mean, it, you've been around some some really good practices. It, it mirrors a lot of what you saw back in the day and things like that. And, you know, it gets pretty intense, pretty heated. And there's times where coaches have to step in between two high level athletes and, Grab one guy by the waist, and the other guy gets tackled from the side to stop conflict.
0: Yeah, so, look, that's man. at
1: least that's at least twice to three times a week in our room. You don't fight. Well, we I won't per- call it fight. Just we'll call it illegal. Uh, it would be <laughs> John- unfortunate, like hot, in a in a in a real match,
0: we might lose uh,
1: a point during oh. the match for being unnecessary roughness.
0: We'll say. I heard. John, you just count to 10. Oh, count to 10. Him... <laughs> you got them down good. With recovery being such a big part of
1: kind of competing at a high level now, how do you balance kids, you know, wanting to compete all the time
0: um, or, you know, o- over training with, you know, like them wanting to be out there?
1: So this year we, m- and Mike hit it on the head, you know, we're, we got to zone in at the national tournament. That's really our main focus. We want to compete against really good teams, but we're trying to peak. For the NCAA tournament and this year we went out and sourced a guy that is monitoring all our guys' heart rate. We're doing a lot of testing throughout the year to see like where we're at with peak performance. But I woke up this morning, I get a data every morning of where guys are at with their resting heart rate. One of our guys' resting heart rate is at thirty beats per minute overnight. What? If you can ever get in the twenties, you are at peak performance. So you said thirties, started- dude? He was 33 this morning. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that was Camacho, by the way. So you can tell what kind of condition. But all our conditioning now is based with the heart rate monitor. So we, uh-huh. we can track and see where we're at. And we also can, there are times, and we got guys that train really, really hard. And we will back off for two days. I mean, they're still working out, but, you know, the intensity might be real low, but yeah, we got different kinds of zones that we train in with the heart rate one through four and it's beats per minute, like keeping your heart rate at a certain beat. And then all our training this year has been changed overnight, which is tough for me because I'm used to the old school, just get up, let's go, let's grind it out. And now, we're doing everything that's mapped out. And, you know, Adam Hall's done a phenomenal job. He spearheads a lot of that. He's into all that kind of training. So it's easy to do half our guys really study it as well. And then on the other side of it, the diet part of it, I mean, I got guys that travel with a, a hot plate, they cut their own food on the road now. So everything's mapped out, you know, and that's the level of discipline. When we talk about it, that you don't see in front of the, you know, the competition. This is all behind the scenes, but you got guys that they're, we bring them to a grocery store, they pick out their own food and they're cooking it in their hotel room to eat. And that I think has a huge impact over the course of a year. There's no no guessing on what you're going to weigh. Like I, these guys, half of them know on Tuesday after drinking a gallon of water, I'm going to weigh this
0: much after the workout. Right. That, so what i'm gathering is if i were building a young wrestler and i am (laughs) he's he enjoys it um he he, my son's really into it And, and and one of the things that i'm trying my best to kind of implement in his life is autonomy and discipline like we talked about he and i talk about building discipline in the mornings right because they don't go to there they don't freaking go to school until like eight something right so th- i get up before 30. you know what i mean like hey bud yeah. you can, like if you're having like because he's he's more of a morning person like i am my wife and my daughter they'll sleep all morning but like he's a morning person like mm-hmm. i am so he he realizes that he's not getting that homework done after practice he's exhausted he's exhausted by the time at six o'clock rolls around he's, he's exhausted but he can get up at 6 a.m and crank out you know a bunch of work and get some build some real discipline and he's also making his own breakfast like he knows how to cook an egg and put it you know so i know that that sounds silly but like These are becoming real traits that people are looking for. I don't care if you can run, because he's not the greatest wrestler in the world. I'll be completely honest with you, but that's that's a few thousand reps away, right? Like that to me, like that's kind of easier. Am I crazy? No, and that's where it's hard to find is the guys that will
1: do those kind of detailed things. Because if you put the time in wrestling, you're obviously going to improve. But that's if you're not at the top. How are you going to catch the competition that you're seeking out to compete against and that's i think that's something that we work really hard at and our guys see that and you get the two together that's when you win a national title you know if you have the talent and the discipline you're you're competing with the best guys in the country if you're you got one of them yeah you know you're going to sneak in there maybe be an all american you know maybe you have a good tournament but to be at the top You know, you can talk to any one of those guys and they'll tell you there's something unique and different that they do that most people aren't willing to do. Are the kids you're recruiting showing up to NC State with these skills already of, you know, managing their time, managing their diet, um, you know, sleep, everything that goes into it? Or is that something that, you know, you guys are providing the education and guidance along the way? Oh, it's funny you say that because we're, you know, the new rules you're allowed to travel with your freshman uh, you get five dates and they're so far behind when it comes to this stuff but by the end of the year they will be perfect with what it takes to be elite and that it is uh, it's a process it, it, it is and that that's why that first year you know you you can get so much growth out of a kid you you watch a true freshman wrestle, and then they get a red shirt your fishbacks a perfect example and he did have all the discipline coming in he had a pretty Oh, solid okay red shirt year but the gains that he made in the last year just from learning from the other guys within the program have been tremendous and you know he's going to be a pretty good uh, force to reckon with here this year as time goes on I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll prove his path but that's the type of kid you know that comes in here thinks they know and they did because they were good in high school but then college is a different animal and now you really do know there's no questioning it. You know, there, you know, we this morning we got up, and made sure every guy had breakfast. You know, there was uh, every guy ate two meals. We're wrestling tonight, we got away in at five o'clock, and they ate as much as you and I probably did.
0: Yeah, that's um, it you are an old school guy, it is difficult for guys like you to not roll their eyes at a heart monitor, and I know it. <laughs> okay <laughs> so so how do you but 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 you also want to win right yeah and, and, and so where does where do you stop rolling your eyes and, and i know i'm being silly when i say that you don't literally roll your eyes at it i don't think that you're like that but but you are an old school guy how do you how, does hall have to talk you into this no i i we're at a point where I knew we got to do, we had
1: to do something that was a little different It didn't need to be crazy. We don't have to veer off course of what we believe in, but I think we were leaving some points on the table at the end of the year. And, you know, you get, you care so much just like the guys do that you're willing to make some changes and the guys love it. They feel great coming into practice. When I watch them compete, the intensity is higher than it's ever been. And I kind of, you know i think we have some elite guys now and it's one of those where we just got to make sure that they feel comfortable confident and in their conditioning their wrestling ability speaks for itself and they say they feel better than they ever have so that's enough for me and i trust what we're doing you know just like i tell the guys we got to trust in our training i trust in the resources that we put into it and how much homework we've done on it that it will benefit our team when it
0: comes towards the end of the year it's um, it's hard to say what's next but what's next right like you look at you look at uh, again I don't want to just use Penn State but they are the shining example right because they have one 10 out of 12 what what um, what's next like so they have the training lab that they use for their uh, performance coaching. Um, they have the psychologist lady that they work with that, that follows them on the road. They have all these things in place and it's, it's luxuries of the rich for sure. There's no question. Is there any way for a small school, not NC state Bloomsburg? Is there any way for them to compete anymore? Cause all those things take a lot of money, dude. Well, do they, though? I don't know. I mean, do Training they? lab is, yes, very expensive. And well, sports we're psychology talking, is very we're expensive. Talking,
1: yeah, you go get your blood work. All that is pretty expensive. But on a small scale thing things, can we not get in a, an in-depth diet online? And now it's up to you to follow the diet. And Sure. let's start there. Because I can I, – I watched – the 10 guys that we started on our team and maybe seven of them will follow a diet to a T where the three are, you know, you go off course one day, the diet doesn't work. So it comes back to the individual who's willing to put the time, energy, the discipline into it. Sports psychology. Yeah. To have your own sports psychologist, that's expensive. Are there not enough good resources out there that if you're not doing anything we can find something that's going to have an impact on your athletic career and i think that's that's a starting point you know i know guys one of the guys on our team he spent a couple hundred bucks for a dietitian and they wrote out his diet for him he's got a diet for the whole year he's got every way in that he's got to be at they calculated everything that he's got to, it it was minimal now, to get someone to come in and cook your food, yeah, that's a different story. That's wow. the expensive part. And to buy the food. But I, I think there's enough resources out there if you're not doing anything that you can start with something. And, that, and that's that's the frustrating part because we do, in a lot of schools that we compete against, I know have the resources. But it's up to the individual to actually utilize the resources. Coaches. We got five coaches floating around all the time. How many guys come in and want to put the extra time in? And it's usually the 10 guys that are in our starting lineup. There's a couple guys behind it that are redshirt and that are really good that I see them in the room. All there's 13, 14 guys that are in the room more than the other 35 guys that are on roster. So it goes back to the commitment. And it's easier to do when you're when you have that discipline, drive, and motivation. So that's what's great about wrestling. Yeah, you can be on a you can be on a team that's maybe building. And you can outresource and outwork your teammates because you have that drive and motivation to do it. And and I, I was there. I, it's funny, actually. I was telling my brother, "We're wrestling Army, Sacred Heart, and Binghamton in the next basically 24 hours." I was assistant coach at two of them and a the head coach at Binghamton. So resources are always different at every program. I don't know what they are now, but I know when I was at Binghamton and Sacred Heart. They were different, but there were still ways to get what you needed. It just was a little more time-consuming to go chase them. So that, that is a little bit of the difference.
0: Yeah, but that's that makes sense. Go ahead, Joel.
1: Sounds like you're playing moneyball with, with wrestling. Yeah. Um, so you obviously have a proven track record of kind of building programs. What changes from kind of building a program and getting it you know, to a top five, top 10 team to turning that corner
0: to competing for a national championship? Great question.
1: That's a good question. Um, I think fine tuning, um, you, you look back every year what things you did and we, we write down a lot of notes, analyze, and the feedback from the guys is always good. So we digest all those things and you, you have to evolve I think if you keep doing the same thing over and over, it's, it makes you stale. So we try to work to evolve. And, you know, obviously you start with a different talent level. I think things, it opens the door a little sooner. We talk about it all the time. Your older guys within the program have to do their job, but your freshmen have to step up and score points at the NCAA tournament. And I think that's, a huge factor in, in success when you look at teams that are producing They yes you got a guy it's a fifth year senior he was third the year before he's got to make it to the national finals and compete to win it bring home a national title and then you have to have your freshman sophomore sneak in there and score points whether it's third first fourth fifth, whatever it is they've got to produce and for us i think that's critical is seeing our young guys go out there and punch their ticket To the podium and whether it's first or eighth it it matters because let's face it the round of 12 might score you two and a half points
0: at most yeah okay but here's the thing okay i actually have that written down how do you get freshmen to perform because that is the next step that's the only way you go from having a trophy to winning the whole dang thing that's really the only way you can do it right this is a conversation that you and i have had in yeah. 2018 right like, i mean we had that conversation in 2018. here's the thing though you have you know J- joel said moneyball and that's a great way to put it that that to me means not not spending all your money on the number one recruit in the country at that particular weight class but maybe the third or fourth that fits better um and that you can develop but how but how do you how do you have both? How do you have a freshman come in ready to compete within twelve months of signing the kid and also and also play the money ball side of things where you, you develop athletes and they they check out like Mike Mock did, right? Like yeah. that's money like that's money ball to me. Like that Mike yeah. Mock is money ball.
1: Well, you go back to that year that we um the year that we took fourth. But Tariq wilson i don't think he was a super high level recruit coming out he was super talented right but he's a freshman he finished third you got i think was it hayden at the time was a freshman with him yeah mm-hmm. who was you know higher level recruit established yeah. came out had a really good high school career he makes the national finals those are two guys right now and then you throw in your development guys and that's what makes a really good combination. And I, I think we got a good mix going right now. Um, Fishback was a high level recruit coming out. He's Jackson Arrington, same thing. We got guys like that that are in our lineup that coming out of high school were, were pretty well established. And then we got some guys in there that are a phase on that's a six year senior that never really started and is now getting momentum going, getting his time. And, you know, we need one of those guys to break through and. Have a really good tournament where you know people might not be counting on that from the outside, but we know what we're capable of doing, and that comes down to belief. And we're talk we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. What's the difference between this team or that team? And it really comes down to they believe they're better than you, and mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting our guys to to understand is that in the sport of wrestling, we know we have the talent, we know we put the work in, and now it comes down to we got to know that we can compete and beat these certain teams or individuals. And that's what makes really good wrestling and a good team guys that have a lot of self confidence, not cocky, not arrogant, but just confident. How do you build that belief? With time, um, little moments, you know, we had a guy last weekend that was wrestling one of the top ranked kids in the country lost in a close match and it was like coming off you know you one you got to seize the opportunity which I didn't think we did in that moment but I felt like we gained a little bit of confidence because it was like you could tell from the start of the match he didn't believe and it was after it was like okay I was I was in a close scoring match with a really good kid but now we got to make that jump and you need a a little more experience but you got to everyone needs that one match you got to have that one match that you you break through and you win and you see it all the time, kid. I mean, look at Kyle orini He had a good, pretty decent, okay, end of the year last year, but his confidence now is, is a lot higher. And he thinks he can compete with, you know, some of the better kids in the country and always looking forward to and excited to watch him wrestle some of the better guys this year to see where we stand. But he's got a lot more confidence this year when he competes.
0: When you are looking at your lineup, and I have an idea of who you're going to say, but I don't know for sure who exe- top to bottom, who exemplifies what you want to put out there the most, right? Like who exemplifies NC state, Pat Lizio wrestling the most, which one of your athletes uh, It's funny. We talked
1: about it the other day. We, cause we did, we, we are pretty open after competitions. We talk about things and you look at Trent Hydley I mean, he puts everything out there on the line and is in your face, really hard-nosed, aggressive wrestling. And you have that aspect of what we preach and embrace. And then you have the Jacob Camacho, which is way more technical, mm-hmm. not as physical at any means of what Trent is. But those guys are both define NC State wrestling, you know. Trent trains like a madman. And when when you say go, it's 150% till he can't go anymore. And then you say go with Camacho, it's the same thing. It's just way more technical and calculated. And when, it, when they go out there and compete, they both compete. They just look different when they're doing it. They both mm. have discipline outside the room. They both, you know, wrestling means everything to them. They they study it. So, we, we have a lot of that um our younger guys Jackson Arrington's the same thing you know it's what's funny is we were talking about it and it's like a lot of the guys on our team don't they might follow sports a little bit but really the only sport that they like really zone in on and know of is wrestling but I'll be like, do dude, you know dude, dude, dude it's, it's football so game funny. last night and they're Bro. like no who played right? and I'm like how'd you guys not watch that game?
0: Bro, it's so funny that you say that. I yeah. found myself over the last 10, 12 years, like I, I stopped watching everything else. <laughs> and this year I'm like, no, I'm going to sit my ass down and watch the NFL. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm going to watch the NFL. And I forced myself to do it just to diversify myself. I mean, I got Steven <laughs> freaking Neal in my wrestling room. I'm, I want to talk to him about fourth and goal. <laughs> I just, you know, like... Yeah. So, so yeah,
1: yeah that, I, that, that's our team they vote though you know world championship comes on a lot of our guys wake up four o'clock and are watching it overseas but i'll be like hey did you guys watch so-and-so play at 3 30 yesterday and they're like no
0: no but i'll definitely get up and yeah. just make sure i'm on serbian time for yeah a week that's awesome <laughs> okay let's fire up a couple quick questions and get you out of here and on the road Pat Pablosio what is the best and I know um I hold on one second I'm gonna do something here you always got me you got me on edge when you're like I got a question for you okay what's the best wrestling shoe of all time
1: and with the old school adidas the um three stripe, the ones we have now but would you break what is the same
0: combat speeds yes (laughs)
1: <laughs> the old school one, though, the ones that will actually go 18 months, yes, two practices a day. I still yeah. have mine, I think, from
0: high school sitting in a bag somewhere at home. Yep, I knew it was coming. Old yep. school combat speeds, the yeah. new ones grip
1: too fast. I gotta tell, and they folks.
0: look like they're plastic, right? Yeah, they, yeah, too, too yeah. soft, not great. Okay, um, what is better as uh as a coach what's better uh bringing in a long lanky kid or a short stocky kid
1: Oof. well come on being 6'2 in wrestling <laughs> um we it's funny we can me i mean there was an era where we had guys that were super tall i yeah. mean yeah and so we do really well with the way that we run some things but we've also had a lot of success with the little shorter guys yes Um, like trent's not he's not exactly lanky no and i mean that's the thing we don't we don't change anyone's style we add to it but give me a kid that's really long and lanky and i can i personally can do some wonders with him and that's you know uh, i watch isaac trumbull wrestling
0: there he's thats a guy that, that fits that mold pretty well i agree okay um if you had a magic wand and you could change one thing about the sport of wrestling, what would it be? It would be a national championship dual meet
1: uh, tournament that crowns the team title because I think it would change the whole landscape of our sport. And I think coaches would uh, benefit tremendously with uh, just – it would go mainstream to where I think – tv would pick it up and i think it would change the whole landscape of college wrestling if we could ever switch it over but i understand the reasoning behind why coaches wouldn't want it
0: i just think what what's what's the biggest reason
1: i think they have a pretty good grasp on what it takes and how it works and so if you're producing and doing that i can see why you wouldn't want anything changed but i think for the the 80 20 rule 80 percent of the other teams could benefit a lot more if we switched it over to a dual meet format and yeah it leaves the door open for a lot more upsets
0: so yeah but isn't is isn't that the point
1: i for Uh, fans and for the viewership of our sport i think it would do us well but i mm. i can see where if you have a system and you figured the system out and you're producing at the system why would you want anything changed sure. and so that's the but
0: see here's the here's the thing about that we're gonna watch like like i'm gonna watch you've got me already. you've got you but we're never going to get the ancillary fans without let's let's really good awesome tournament vegas cliff keen tournament Mm -hmm.
1: yep so probably the best
0: best open tournament in college wrestling yes
1: okay when the finals start or semis there's a couple maybe a thousand fifteen hundred people there maybe two thousand
0: that's being generous go ahead okay
1: and then let's
0: take two top ten teams or two top five dual meet teams doesn't even months. have to be that many pat Do it doesn't even have to be that 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 higher level yeah iowa and came to, to cal baptist two weeks ago and we 59. put 46 hundred people yeah. in in the gym right
1: and so i i think the numbers are out there and that's the difference because i've been to a lot of tournaments and when the finals start and i look up and there's maybe 500 people and i'm like Everybody in the finals right now is ranked in the top 20. So there's really good matchups, but no one's intrigued because there's no team
0: aspect component to it. I don't even know if it's so much, and and we can, we can argue this point off air, but I don't even know if it's so much the team aspect that it's just the amount of invested time that it takes that to get to that freaking point. Jeez Louise, man. Like oh, yeah. it's, you 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 want my attention for three days? Go, sir. yeah. Get out of no. here.
1: I got, that, I got that shit that to do. The, no, the diehards will be there, and that's why the five right. to a thousand are there. But yeah, we've we've when we have a dual meet and people come, they they're outside tailgating for an hour before. It's mm-hmm.
0: two hours, and they're they're out of there. Yeah, and that is a, a decent investment of time. That makes sense to me. Okay, last one. Yep. Who is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling?
1: Damn. All right. Well, I might be biased though, because I'm,
0: are we going to go off freestyle or are we going to go off? No. Freestyle? Hey, I, I didn't say anything about that. You, it's just who. I'm so to me, biased. it's just the biggest yeah. impact.
1: I've been, I've been tortured by some of these guys when I was in college and I think they're <laughs> Fair under, enough. under, uh, estimated on their ability but i i think mark branch was probably one of the best ever in, in college wrestling and interesting he's you look at where he came from where he's at and he's still in the sport doing some great things at wyoming uh pat smith obviously for being the first four-time national champ and then you got obviously kale you can't ever count that out mm-hmm. and then for what the run that burrows went on yeah
0: you can't discredit that i mean and, god uh, that's i mean that's four you can keep going if you like i, I got one you gotta go with
1: john i mean you gotta, yeah. gotta be biased there but uh you know all right so know, wait hold on I'm a second hold on a second
0: so now we're now we're talking okay so you don't get to get five all you right. get four so you got branch pat kale jb and john you gotta get rid of one <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> now, because then you
1: got to go internationally and I have to bump Mark off But the, the amount of torturing that Mark did when I was in college, I, it's hard for me to forget. So it's I gotta Fair enough, up. he's wow. out. I got to get him in a duel so I can get him back. At least hey. If we—if I get that,
0: you know, if our team's right. good and
1: we've got a good team, I owe him That's...
0: something because he, he used to torture me when I was in college. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to get you out of here. Pat Popolizio, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and, and talking to us a little bit. I know you're busy, and uh, we appreciate your time, brother. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Later, bud.